The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. It's that time of the week where we close with the song. Joining me again from We Live Entertainment, Why So Blue Variety, and the host of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Aaron Newerth. I'm back. All right. So uh, Jedi Rocks was an addition to the Return of the Jedi Special Edition in 1997. Gave singer Cy Snoodles more of a performance with Max Rebo and uh, his band, for a big number in Jabba's Palace. Uh, this one was kind of a, a back pocket secret till the trailer for Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Yep. Came out. <laughs> uh, I remember when I went and saw Empire, because, you know, they didn't put trailers online during this time. And that was when it premiered to, you know, uh, on March, blah, blah, blah. And there's when they said a few new surprises. There was this fuzzy thing and like this music and this. Ah! I was like, "What the hell is this? What is this gonna be? <laughs> what is this? What?" And then I believe there was like a special about it on like TV. Yes. Or like a, before, before this yes. came out. Oof. I know. Per my personal feelings. I know some people are mad about Han shooting, not shooting first. Uh, some Java not likers or some CG stuff. This is the worst addition to any if i could wipe one thing that happened during the special editions out it would be jedi rocks it, you know <laughs> i would go back I, to snipes doodles just go for one thing i do like the music uh i like i like the the original music just like i like yub dub yeah no I, it, it was some I, trashy lounge that like you almost could see size doodles with a cigarette like it worked. That being said, on its own, <laughs> like I get what's being done here. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, and there's a lot of like stuff being incorporated. And as far as like a, you know, anything goes Temple of Doom style edition, as far as like this is a, a whole big like set piece, I, I get where George's head's at. It just doesn't fit the tone of what Jabba's Palace is at that point. No. Like, it's so somber in there, and it's so, you know, lit in a specific way that to have this, like, Broadway musical number essentially taking place, even for the minute that it lasts, it doesn't last yeah. that long. No, it's not very long, but, it, man, it feels like an eternity. It, it just, it really upsets, like, the vibe that you're getting from Star from Return of the Jedi at, at that point in the film. And it's it, it just doesn't feel organic in any way. It just feels like, I guess we do this now, and it's like, but why are we doing this? Like, it's well, not an instinct that I feel George needed to trust at that point in time. It got, it has a lot of stuff that contrasts with the star Wars aesthetic at the time that would be fine in the prequels. But at yeah. this time we're like, what is it? Like there's a camera movement and snice noodles, like mouth going weird. And that just didn't feel. There's a lot right. of, there's a lot of like, like what we've talked about forward thinking it feels like george is already thinking like when star wars eventually goes 3d which was was planned at one point right 
you know, eventually was going to put all of them in 3D and put them in theaters. It didn't pan out that way yet. But I could see him like thinking this scene's going to pop in 3D. Right. People are going to go nuts for this stuff when you see Snipesdool's mouth coming out at you in 3D. It feels like that's there. It just still intrudes on the movie entirely. Right. No. And Jabba's really weird. He's like, hey, play that day for me. It's like, like, oh, no. And you get that new character, that little fuzzy guy that sings, and it's like, mm. there's a solo and everything. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know about this. You got some dance. It's it's I don't know. It's um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I I want like the thing is like it's too Saturday morning kids show friendly, and I feel like Jabba's Palace should be way more trashy. Like yeah, and I mean, it, and that's the thing too. It tries to do that because it still has like the slave. Uh, character that's like begging for like trying to get out of there yeah and they gets you know knocked into a rancor pit but it's like i like am i supposed to be amused by all this going on mm-hmm. but like there is like a person like fighting for their life like it's just it's a lot there's weak weight bounded on the gun like i just a yeah. lot of things happening here <laughs> yeah there's boba that. fett's like mildly amused like flirting with people He's in the background with the girl yeah like a yeah. new alien like looking woman that's there like this special edition is like, where can we add more Boba Fett? Yeah. People, li- people like him. People apparently, during this time between 84 and now, people like Boba Fett. We already animated him getting eaten by a beak. We need to have more Boba Fett early on. <laughs> right. I like the original song just worked, and I like the movement. Like, I know he was unhappy with the puppet movement of Size Noodles, but I'm like, that works. She just looked like this haggard, like, has been, like, yeah, I don't like. I don't think he's against like the puppetry because, it, but it's like, what has he got against puppetry? Like, it's so, yeah. you know, it looks so good in yeah. these movies. Like, I don't see like the flaw here, and it's you like, know, I, Jabba's I Palace like, was an impressive feat of puppetry back then. Even like when it, it came it, out, it was what, like, holy shit, look what they did. Yeah, no, this is this is the era of this, and you know, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth eventually, where it's like this is uh, Henson company like operating at warp speed at this point like doing everything they can to make amazing creations and you're like i want to erase this and put some cg stuff in here it's like granted i i do know being around in the internet that fa- there's some fanboys at the time thought it was like what is the sesame street stuff going on at java's palace so back then there was the of the anti-folk that was a concern with that and i'm like I just thought it was like, holy crap, look at these gross creatures. This is awesome. Like, <laughs> I didn't think it was like, oh, happy times. Like, they were gross. Like, the Twi'lek, um, what's his name? Bib Fortuna. Like, Bib Fortuna, yeah. Gross, but oh, awesome. Man. Like, <laughs> gross, awesome. Uh, it, they All this stuff was just grody, and it wasn't, it was kind of scary. Like, it was fantasy-like with the Gamorrean guards. Like, I don't know what... I, I guess the puppetry stuff was like a turn off to them, but I'm like, this was great stuff that helped Jedi have its own identity. Like, yeah. Return of the Jedi's best identity is its opening act. It's overlong opening act is like what gives it its own sense of character. Even though it returns he, to Tatooine, it's a whole new side of Tatooine that doesn't feel like anything from the first movie. And he walks. He walks and he walks. Yeah, you get the Ewoks. But yeah, re- yeah, Return Which, of the Jedi. Which, frankly, there's no, re- there's no way to CG those. So yeah, <laughs> they're always for, Ewoks. For being the compromised film and not the film that was supposed to follow Empire originally planned, like it still feels like its own thing, even though it's it was looked on as a back-to-the-basics type movie when it came out by critics and stuff. But like it's still works as its own movie like 
It's got everything you like about Star Wars. It's got the stuff you loved about Empire and the stuff you liked about the original together while doing its own thing. I mean, it has the the climax is still one of the best like three way action movie edits that you'll ever oh, see. As far incredible, as multiple, yeah. multiple scenes going on all at once, and how do you put edit all those things together? So many movies have copied that that structure. Mm-hmm. Look at the entire MCU. <laughs> I mean, well, it pushes it. I mean, you know, like Star Wars, there's one thing. Empire, there's two. There's, there's two. three here. Phantom, yeah. there was four. So, and then he walks it back a little bit. But, but where else would you go? But yeah, this, I mean, gives us more Jabba, more band members, more instruments. There, there is the the, the Twi'lek dancer, like I mentioned, like she came back and shot additional footage. Like, and mm-hmm. she looks like she hasn't aged a day from the original film. So we get to the see The force her. is strong with that one. Yeah, the the unnecessary extra stuff of watching her fall into the pit and get up and going for the rancor. So there is that. That's some fun stuff. I you know, there was very interesting, but they were really all about showing us how this came about when this came came out. Like I said, there was like a special talk about the music and John Williams being like, "Well, came up with (laughs) some stuff," and then you know the dancer coming back and re prizing her role like many years later like well didn't realize this happened but yeah but it's it's bad to me like i (laughs) did not like this like i would i every time i watched i'm like oh here we go it's only a minute but man it's just it's one of the lowest star wars points for me it's yeah i mean over yeah again it's it's for me it's just how it doesn't fit in like i do mm -hmm. It's the kind of thing where, like, I, we've most of these guys have gotten out their musicals at this point. You know, Spielberg just got his. <laughs> I want to see Lucas expand on this as anything more. Although, what's this animated Lucasfilm movie, Strange Magic or whatever? That's probably a musical, right? Well, you know what though this this Jedi Rocks thing would fit perfectly in the bar in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, it would work I can, there. I can, I can, yeah, I can see something in that that movie wants to like incorporate that stuff to some degree. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the best place I could throw this and have it work that I can think of. Like, or like Anakin and, and <laughs> go to some, some Nabu dance recital or oh something God. at one point. <laughs> Where else would it fit? Like, there's no, that's the only. Instead of the really cool opera that Anakin and Emperor uh, it's, watch, they watch this ridiculous musical number it, while he's talking about the, the plight of Darth Plagueis. It's like also this. Never hear about Darth Plagueis or what? Oh my gosh. He believed that you. Oh gosh, yeah. But yeah, I'm. Yeah, the Jedi Rocks, this is the, this is it. This is, if the one thing bad truly happened during this, Jedi Rocks. Is this I your like pick the, for worst thing? Of, of the, the additions to the special edition? Yeah. I don't know what would be better <laughs> or worse than this. I don't, I don't look like, yeah, I mean, by easily just because there's not, you know, the, if like Jabba's the other egregious thing, I prefer that to this. So right, yeah. because once it, I don't know though, replacing Yub Dub still kind of hits me. Like that's that that did like make a mark on me. Gotcha. But at the same time, I like the footage that they incorporated. This is just mm-hmm. like a whole section that's like, why? <laughs> why what are we here? doing here? Yeah, like yeah. So it's 
It is what it is. I do like the idea that because they're all friends, that Brian De Palma, who was already critical of Star Wars, like saw this at some point and definitely made fun of George. Oh, Lawrence. you know it. He still he still texted him. <laughs> yeah, but he texted him the gif of the thing screaming every time. He's like, "Did you in see the, the- Uncut Gem with all them rocks? Were they Jedi rocks?" Yeah, that that's what happens in the group chain between him, Spielberg, Scorsese, Coppola, and Brian De Palma. <laughs> And Paul Schrader, I guess. Yeah, Paul Schrader goes in, yeah. Yeah. Paul Schrader defends yeah. Jedi Rocks. Yeah, that's when the movie came alive. <laughs> you finally <laughs> figured out Star Wars, George. You finally yeah. figured it out. That's just me. Positive Paul Schrader. Positive Paul Schrader. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, boy. But yeah, Jedi Rocks. Uh, did you like Jedi Rocks, listener? Is it something worth defending? Was it your worst... Pick what were what were the things you liked about the special editions, and what were the things you were bothered by? But not too hateful, just like why they do that or whatever. But um, what were your favorite changes? Were your worst? Let us know. You can hit social media up on that, or in the comments on YouTube. Uh, but that'll do it for this week on the show. Uh, Aaron, thank you for jumping in, reminiscing on these Star Wars special editions as they turn twenty five years old this year. Uh, you know, why celebrate Star Wars at 45? Let's celebrate its 20-year with a 25-year. Wow, that's crazy. These are older now than when <laughs> they were above Star Wars. That's crazy stuff to think about. But, Aaron, uh, before we head out, let people know where they can keep up with you. Sure. It could be a pod race halftime show also. Just oh. like everybody, <laughs> after all the national anthems and after the first round of pod racing, they have slice noodles. There you go, yeah. She sings uh, the, the dirt. She sings <laughs> the uh, Universal Galactic Anthem. Yeah, that's the victory prize. They're like yeah, little Anakin's on stage, like banging a tambourine. <laughs> little Greedo yeah, the, and the friend. The yeah. end of the end of Phantom Menace with the now, guys, put that big ball down. Max <laughs> Rebo. It's the credits music. It like has a screen as the it's a, it's a side it's yep. a side screen just that. The only Star Wars movie to have that. Yeah, they're all dancing. Even Terrence Stamp, even though they got voted out. Uh, anyway, you can find <laughs> more of my work at thecodezeek.com. That's my personal blog. Everything I do ends up over there. I write for Leave Entertainment for movie reviews, Wise of Blue for Criterion and Blue reviews. I'm on Variety occasionally for some interview stuff, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. The podcast I co-host with Abe, my friend Abe is called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about the weekly movie releases and do fun commentaries, including a lot of Star Wars commentaries and more. And yeah. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brand4KUHD, written worker so blue.com. There's more from the Brand of Peter. Or no, there is not. This is the end of the week. So uh, the show will return all new next week. But until then, uh, may the force be with may you. The, may, the, <laughs> may the force be with you. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. 
For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.